Caitlin, and we are coming at you from the same room today. We're not in different states right now. It's amazing. Yeah, we're actually on take five at the moment. Uh, <laughs> we have the giggles from being in the same room so together. Sorry. But today we are discussing Sanctuary of the Shadow by Aurora Asher. And if that name sounds familiar, it's because we just did an interview with her at the beginning of the year. Yeah, so go listen to that if you haven't already. She talks about this book and some of the other books she's written. So it's a really cool um, discussion that we have with her. But with this book, I'm going to start us off like I normally do, just reading the back of the book from Goodreads. It says, some follow their destiny, others fall for it. For humans, Salazar's is a place of mystery and wonder. For Harrow, it's a place to hide from those who slaughtered her entire clan, a haven where she can disguise both her abilities and who she really is, until he arrives. He has no recollection of who or even what he is. He only knows that he's a monster with wings and powerful abilities never seen before. But beneath the layers of rage and isolation, one glimpse into those inky black eyes reveals a soul that calls out to the loneliness in Harrow, and so she chooses him. She is drawn to the mystery of him, her unquenchable need for his kiss. And as powerful enemies align and conspire against them, Harrow knows their only hope is escape. Now with every secret she unlocks from his past, a shadow from her own whispers free, luring enemies who will stop at nothing to get their final revenge on Harrow. And she's given them the perfect weapon because her winged beast is not what he seems. But maybe it's time they finally learn. Neither is she. Major Slay. Also, this book has the most beautiful cover and like page bindings I've ever seen. So if you haven't purchased it like in physical copy, you should. It it's would look really good on your shelf. So pretty. It's very pretty. So what would you rate this book? So... I would rate this book like a 7.75 out of 10. And we're going to kind of break down the things that we liked and things that we didn't like as much about the book. But I think it was solid. I was entertained. Um, But, you know, we'll kind of talk about the things specifically that made it not like a perfect 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah. Um, Mine's probably about the same, like a 7.68 out of 10. It was really, really good. It was a debut novel. Um, I love, you know, anything circus themed. I loved the idea of like a brand new shadow daddy for all of us to love. Um, There were some side characters in here that I also thought were just a really, really like well-rounded like addition to the book. Yes. Um, But again, there were some things that maybe I didn't like as much that are my own personal dislikes when it comes to books. Yeah. We just have like our own like tropes that aren't our favorite. Um. But just to kind of like give a little background, like basically in this world, there was like a war with these like elemental queens who are, they're pretty much goddesses because they're like extremely powerful. And they had this war between themselves and basically have like abandoned their, um, their people who are called elementals and they have like magical powers from these queens. Um, So it's basically a world of humans pitted against elementals. The humans think that they're evil and horrible. So the circus that this guy named Salazar owns is kind of like a safe haven for people with elemental powers. And that's kind of the vibe. It's like this magical circus. They travel around and like some humans are really hateful and horrible. Some humans will like come enjoy the show. Um, But yeah, like that's kind of the, the setting. Um, so we'll talk about some of the characters in this book. So we'll start with Harrow. She is 
our main female character of this first book. So Hera is a seer. Um, her family and her clan were slaughtered when she was very young, and she escaped and went to live with Salazar at his circus, um, and has since, you know, pretended to be a human who does fortune telling. Um, she deceives rich married women um, <laughs> into, like, giving her a bunch of money to do, just really basic, like, yeah. Um, readings and stuff for him but every once in a while she'll slip in something that's like a little crazy like she told one lady she was like pregnant yeah and then yeah and she was and she's like let me tell all my best friends yeah about you um but she's just very content to live like her very quiet life um mm-hmm. doesn't really you know get out too much just based off of her fear of being found out yeah um wants to you know hide who she truly is which is a badass seer and they live for a very very long time so she's been with the she's been with the circus for a while yeah and then she's like man people are gonna catch on that i'm not aging like a human so she's already kind of like um my cover is gonna not last forever but at least it would be um she would be among other elementals so i think she's she's kind of like like, the last of her kind and Mm -hmm. so she doesn't want them to um, find out in, in case it puts her in danger yeah like pick her off basically but um harrow throughout the book she's got a really great personality i would say she's pretty independent and headstrong um but and she's not maintains a dick about that it. yeah she's not a dick she's very compassionate and she is really good friends with malaika who works in the circus as well um we'll talk more about her but um i really love their friendship i think they bring a good balance to each other because they're both like really good friends to each other but they both have such different um personalities and strengths and for harrow hers i would say is like her compassion for yeah. sure and i also just love that you know she she takes what she wants like oh, uh, yeah like with wraith like she's like i you know i'm attracted to I want this, this man this creature and <laughs> i you know i know what i want so i'm gonna go for it and it was for the better or harrow is just like us she sees a man who like only speaks two words and she's, she's like, like that's the hottest yeah, thing I've ever you're seen. coming home with me um <laughs> we're getting out of here <laughs> so harrow she is connected to water like um through the water queen named daria and she keeps dreaming of water and uh particularly like the deep dark portion of water and then eventually like whenever she gets to know wraith she's like doing a reading for him in secret and she draws the card that's like the deep and so she's like oh my god i'm so connected to this man but she's also very scared because she keeps trying to convince himself like i'm relying on my gut here she's like my instincts never lied to me Mm -hmm. he's different he's not a wraith he's not a bad creature and then when she pulls deep she's like well she's like oh maybe is everybody telling me the truth maybe he is but also i'm gonna still rely on my gut because i i don't think that's true it's never steered her wrong before and she was right her instincts were telling the truth yeah so let's talk about wraith because first of all he gets his name r-a-i-t-h because this guy (laughs) misspells wraith on the signs a fucking dumb idiot So, like, Salazar, he knows what he is. He's like, this dude's a wraith. He's responsible for killing the seers. And Harrow doesn't know this, of course. She's like, no, he's not. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and when he tries to tell her, she's like, -uh." (laughs) nuh-uh. But he wakes up with no memories in the desert, gets, like, immediately kidnapped (laughs) and sold to Salazar. Like, didn't even have a chance to fucking breathe. Yeah, like, he could not fight back because he was so weak from whatever had happened to him. So... 
basically he immediately gets taken to the circus and then Harrow is like oh like who are you because like her like powers are basically pulling her towards him and so she really likes him he really likes her and she's like I'm gonna break you out of this cage and the other thing about Rafe that ends up pissing us off later in the book is like as soon as Harrow like learns that he did actually like murder the seers um he basically is like okay well that's it then i'm going on a suicide going (laughs) and so we were like oh okay well uh yeah like good best of luck i guess (laughs) but the reason immediately gives up we do find out later you know the reason they're like so drawn to each other and like he's so open to her is because they are mates they're soulmates Mm -hmm. and they're meant to be together he like spared her Yes. Like, basically, he knew when he saw her. They had a deep connection. Yeah, he was like, I cannot murder this person. Which was also, like, a little weird. It was. Because she was a child. She was 10. Yeah. Um, And he was like, I don't know what this connection is, but... I'm gonna leave you here just in case, and it's then later Jacob on, from yeah, and then later on, he's like, "Oh, it's because I was in love." I'm like, no. "It's because I wanna fuck you." No, but he didn't want to. He didn't want to do that when she was a child. No, just um, to be so so clear. Just, yeah, like he just knew they had like a deeper connection somehow. Yeah, like something like broke him from his because, like, with him when he makes a vow to the to his um, fire queen fury when he makes a vow, he has to follow it, like. It goes against every instinct in him to break his vow. And so whatever, like, made him hesitate from killing Harrow, he knew it had to be... Like a deep protective. Yeah. Yeah. But the first time I read it, I was like, this probably could be taken the wrong way. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely could. Um, But just so we are all on the same page. It was not written in a weird way. Yeah. Um, Malaika is Harrow's best friend. And she, I love her. She is one of my favorite characters. She's um a Black Panther hybrid. Yes, she's got like like this really like sassy, fiery like stands up for what she believes in. Doesn't matter. She's if she's wrong, she doesn't care. She's gonna double down. And she's willing to back like Harrow up regardless. She's like, oh, you want to do this crazy thing and flee the circus? <laughs> All right, girl, I'll make it happen. Yeah, she literally risks her own safety because Malaika comes from like a kingdom that basically got overthrown. Her family got slaughtered as well. And so she's basically also living in hiding in this circus. And just in case someone's there to come after her next. Yeah. Yeah. Harrow and Malaika are both like wanted women. And so, she really puts her safety to the wayside to help. I think it's so sweet that they go and, like, watch each other perform. Like, oh, yeah. Harrow, like, watches her, like, do her um, act every yeah. single night. I thought that was very sweet. That is very cute. Um, but they're ride or dies. Those are real besties, if you ask me. Um, I do think, I have a theory that Malika's going to be in book two. I think it's going to focus more on her and her journey um, back to her kingdom to take back um, what's rightfully hers. I hope it's about that because I am so intrigued. Yeah, we do at least know um, Aurora confirmed like she is like the focus at least. Like basically it's going to be about her. We just don't really know. And I'm hoping that Oro is involved as So let's talk about Oro really quick. Let's talk about him. Um, I've never been more obsessed with a person so fast (laughs) in my life. I don't think. It was on site. It was 
it like, was maybe love Inferred at love is real. Yeah, because yeah, um, he could do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah, um, you know he's a snake hybrid. Um, he's the leader of the Ouroboros elemental gang, so he's a mob. He's a mob boss. Yeah, he's like a crime um, underlord. Yeah, it's and hot. I'm like that's exactly right up my alley. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so he kind of like intercepts Malaika because he's looking for Harrow and Wraith for the Ether Queen named Nashira, um, who he actually knows as the Oracle. So basically, he's like on a mission to find them, and he intercepts Malaika because he knows that she's probably going to lead him right to her her. and so Malika's like no I don't know who you're talking about um get out of my face get out of here and he's like how about I get closer to your face yeah oh my god God. yeah so they're a sleigh I I don't think I ever I didn't think I was into bald men but here we are that's the thing is like snake hybrid I don't think I've ever had a fictional character that's bald that I've been like yeah that like I'm into that but it's him this is the one um we also have salazar of course the owner of the circus who he's an elemental as well he has like this like lightning rod thing it's like a wizard um stick yeah it has like his powers in it uh, what am I, that's a staff <laughs> a staff yeah <laughs> a wizard stick so he is an emissary to queen audra who's the air queen and he's basically been tasked to take in all of the elementals and shelter them for her. So that's his kind of doing like mixed feelings about him. Yeah, because like um, he thinks he's doing what's right, but in a way, like he really he does take care of these elementals, mm-hmm. but he does also profit. Yes, he does off of it. So like it is but a he mutually also has beneficial. To, uh, like he has to like make money to like keep it going. Them and feed yeah. Them. So I. But he's it. also like not very nice. <laughs> no, he's kind of a dick. But um, he really does try to take care of his own. And then we have the queens. So Daria, Daria is the water queen who Harrow gets her powers from. And she is straight up beefing, like in this war between the queens, she was beefing with Fury, her sister, the Fire Queen, and she like killed Fury's human lover. And that, yeah, Fury unleashed an entire army of but race. He was also like evil, like he was twisted in the head, like not a good person. <laughs> yeah, so don't feel too bad for him. Um, but yeah, that's why Fury created the wraiths, and then as revenge against Daria, she unleashed the wraiths to go kill all of the seers. Which um, seemed like pretty really, fucked up. Yeah, like <laughs> a little extreme, but again, she's also not quite right. Like there's something that has just festered deeply she within is her. Unhinged. She's scary. And then we do have um okay, so we, we already talked about Fury, she's mother of Wraith. We have Nashira, who is the Oracle, also known as the Ether Queen. Um, she employs the travelers, they can teleport, she's crazy as yeah she's like elaine from yeah uh, like very aloof and i think she's so deep into like seeing like all the timelines and every you know possible outcome that it probably does drive her crazy it fried her brain a little Um, bit but in her moments of clarity she is terrifying yeah she's (laughs) they're all kind of scary they're scary and then you do have audra and tira which we don't really know a ton about yeah um they kind of remain on neutral sides until daria needs them 
they are the reasons that the elementals have their powers and so yeah. all of the elementals are very connected to like their um specific queen. their mother queen for lack of a better word yeah she kept daria always refers to caro as like her daughter mm-hmm. um, because she does create all the seers so in a way that's she's mother she's mummy she's mummy so let's kind of go through the specific things that we loved and then maybe some of the things that were not our favorite and we'll start with the things that we loved so and we talked I talked to Aurora about this on the interview as well the cookie scene in the beginning of the book so um Harrow brings Wraith some cookies and he's never had anything like that before and so when he eats it he's like obsessed and it's just like (laughs) a cute little bonding moment between the two of them where she fully understands like he's not a complete monster and so they just eat cookies in silence because he can't talk or anything and she reads to him and um it was just so wholesome Yeah, the only thing that was, like, depressing about it is the fact that he was in a cage. Yeah, he but was everything, everything about it was very cute. But she was trying to make a bad situation better. Yeah, and, and she was, it was very nice. Um, another scene that I really loved is the scene when we first meet Oro. Like, the charisma and the chemistry is he just risen us up through the pages. Yes, like, he just immediately, he shows up, and you're like, I want him. Like, he's just... He's got an energy about him. Um, I the really liked the flirting with Malika. The tension. Oh my god, he calls her kitty cat. Oh, I was like, stop <laughs> it right now. The other thing, like, just kind of branching off of the cookie scene and how Harrow, like, read to him to fill the silence. Something that's really, like, sweet. Well, first of all, it's sad because Wraith doesn't know why. He doesn't have memories at the time. And so he doesn't know why he's, like, afraid to speak out loud. But the reason is because Fury, like, the way that she controls the wraiths is by getting them to make vows to her by speaking. And so he's literally afraid to speak. But he does talk for Harrow. It's very limited, but he will talk for her. And it's very cute that he, like, overcomes that fear, basically. Well, and also, like, you can tell, like, he knows he can trust her because, like, she was like, you have to promise not to, Mm -hmm. like, hurt me or, like, run away or anything like that. And he does. He does promise, even though he knows, like, it doesn't feel right to do so. Yeah. Um, But he also knows, like, she won't use that against him. Oh, my God. That was so cute. I loved that part. It was really cute. Um, Um, To be fair, she also was, like, forcing him to promise not to murder people. Yeah, she's like, (laughs) you cannot kill him. And he was like, okay, goddamn. Like, okay. Okay, so another thing I loved about this book is that this story is told in almost, like, a folklore kind of style and by that I kind of mean have you ever read the alchemist yeah -hmm. I mean technically it was from Harrow's perspective I feel well was it though I don't think it was even no it was third person but um have you read the alchemist no okay it's kind of like an an older book obviously but I know what it is yeah it has like a vibe to it where it's not super detailed but the way that it's told it's almost like it's just been passed down like we're like sitting around a campfire like yeah where it's not like we're not going through like super detailed um accounts of what happened it's mm-hmm. like it's being passed down through generations so i thought that was kind of the vibe i was getting from it and i liked that about this book um i me personally i loved how the spice came through 
it's yeah. at the beginning she did not waste time okay like we get out there like they escape they find themselves in that inn and she was like you know what let's get down to business if you're cool with this yeah because she's she, like, like what will, else are we gonna do i will teach you the ways of pleasure and and i gotta say he didn't need to be taught he didn't he knew he knew what to do he done nude <laughs> what need to be done instinct took over and then the other thing that we love both of us really like that scene when wraith was breaking into fury's castle basically and freed all of the other wraiths so that they could escape her that was very I'm sad and wholesome it was sad because they're like yeah now they just go back into the void and do their little right things i'm like oh like <laughs> i hope they're all well yeah because like, they don't have like a, a corporeal form like wraith does they're all spirits basically yeah who can be called into a corporeal form but they can't hold it yeah and so yeah i just i hope they live great fulfilled lives whatever they do maybe we'll get to see them again i, I hope know. so Oh my god, that's I didn't even Maybe think not. about that, but yeah, it's kind of sad. It is. It is sad, but also happy. Um, so some things that we maybe didn't love. Um, this is a good point. I did want to spend more time at the circus. Yeah, I, I did think it was going to be more based at the circus and like the comings and goings of stuff there. And we we did get some background on it at the very very beginning, but as soon as they left with Ray, like as soon as she left with Ray, like that was kind of it yeah like it's such vibes it was vibes and I wanted to be there longer the next thing that I I didn't love and this is like a me thing because I know a lot of people do love this trope but I'm not a big fan of insta love I did love like you know the spice right away I'm totally fine with but like they immediately were like oh no like like, our souls are connected like when you love someone I'm like Oh. Like, after they fucked, like, once or twice, he was like, am I After we hit the fifth chapter of that, like, bonus. It's like, like that butterfly meme. Like, is this, is this love? love? <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't love that. But I did kind of understand because pretty much they were destined to be together. So, like, they're, I don't know. I just wanted a little more, like, will they, won't they before they, like, fully committed to yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Um, which I mean, I guess that's why a lot of authors do have like really slow burn stories, mm-hmm. um, because it does build up that tension. But also, like, but... my like that was instant gratification. Yes, true, and like uh, the physical connection immediately. Yeah, I'm totally down with. But I will say this also kind of like matches that vibe that I was talking about, where it's kind of like that more of like a folklore thing. Like yeah. it's not. It's not, like, focused on, like, the build-up to, like, sure. it's just, like, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and it just, like, walks you through the story. You know what I mean? And all chapters of them fucking. Yeah. They that were... was included in the campfire story. <laughs> yeah. Why would they not talk about that? Yeah. That's the best part. This is actually written by Jacinian Nielwert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was uh, pervert. Um <laughs> No, and kind of piggybacking off of that, like, I personally don't love, like, the pregnancy trope, and I do love that she waited till kind of the end mm-hmm. to include that, because Wraith and Hera really did want families since they both don't have them, and, you know, Hera lost hers when she was very, very young, um, yeah. and it was foreshadowed that mm-hmm. that was going to happen. Um, yeah. It just, like, it was almost instantly she was pregnant, like. Yeah, and it's just not not our favorite thing it's not my cup of tea but i know a lot of people do like to have that closure when they read one other thing that i just didn't really care for 
and I think it was just maybe the way it was worded. Um, a lot of the time, like when they were talking about Wraith's like lack of memories or like his inability to be able to like communicate in certain ways, like they would compare him to like an innocent child. And I don't know why, but like they said it so many times that they were almost getting at it like he was childlike in nature. Mm-hmm. But then we had like all these pretty like graphic like sexual scenes and I'm like okay yeah but then he did not act like a child of yeah. I tell you what so yeah. but like they kept like just like saying like he had the mindset like mm-hmm. I would try, I'm like I don't know like yeah I just I didn't love that I agree I just think yeah it was just I think I just the wrong read way. it the wrong way maybe I don't think that's how it was intended oh for sure no I agree I just think like that's just a again um, like saying the it way once or twice it. like for sure like yeah he can't talk he doesn't have memories like it's all very new to him so in that sense like saying maybe, maybe he has like that innocence but just comparing it to a child I think is what mm-hmm. I don't know I didn't love I agree um and kind of the last thing that just wasn't my favorite is like by the time like I, I don't know if it was just like I was getting kind of tired by the end of the book but I just, like, kind of hated that they basically had to leave Wraith with Daria for, like, months to, like, fix him, for, like, break him from this vow of, like, wanting to and murder Hero. Like, yeah, because it's, like, she's trekked across the desert searching for him because, yeah. to find him at Furies. And she's, she's just, like, hoping he'll show yeah, up. He tries to kill her. She sends him to Daria. Or Daria comes and snatches him away, spirits him away as a favor to Harrow. Mm-hmm. And again, like Harrow's just kind of wandering, yeah, in her caravan. She's like, just like, I'm pretty sure he's supposed to like show up, um, in this spot because, like, basically, when Fury freed him the first time, he showed up in the desert, like in this like neutral territory yeah. or something. Like, I don't even know. Like, I can't remember. It's been a minute since I read this book, but I don't know. I just wasn't like super vibing with it. And then them just like living in the desert in together. the caravan with their child yeah i was Did like they eventually they eventually go back to the circus though do they so yeah they they weren't like wandering the desert forever eventually they do go back to the circus um and i wish we could have seen a little bit about their life like there afterwards. yeah but it was an epilogue so like it did wrap up really nice and um you know naming her baby melora that was really cute after yeah. her mama um yeah depressing but oh, it does yeah. it does end super super well it just that yeah. little that little bit there at the end like with like we're not really sure what's going on mm-hmm. it was a little confusing for me yeah and I just like felt I don't know I just felt kind of like taken out of it and then also I really did I was glad for their reunion obviously like I wanted them to be together again but like she was pissed at him like yeah they were and then like he didn't have memories of her obviously but then all of a sudden he does remember I think she like like allowed him to see it. yeah no it's been a minute since I read the book but I just wasn't like super vibing with like the the almost part of the end yeah. yeah But that's, I mean, neither here nor there, because the book overall, obviously, we liked it. super, super good. We're very, we're going to continue reading the rest of the ones that she. Oh, yeah. I'm um, super excited for book two. I need to know what (laughs) happened to Malika. Malika. Yeah. Oh, my God. I need more of him. 
but yeah, that wraps up Sanctuary of the Shadow. It's not that long of a book. It's again, the physical copy is beautiful. So if nothing else, just buy it to look gorgeous on your shelf. Uh, but it's also a good read. And so, yeah, support Aurora. She's putting out some good stuff here. You can read some of her other things um, by going to her website. She has a list of all of them. Um, but join us next week for an installment of Poetry Corner featuring Amanda Gorman. Very excited to be viewing some of her work. Um, she's our Poet Laureate. Um, what was it? Gosh, the 2020 inauguration? Yeah. It's been, it's been a minute. It um, been. It's crazy because like, it feels like just yesterday but yeah I mean it's been it's been four years yeah four years crazy crazy um but yeah she we're excited to do another installment of poetry corner in general too because we haven't done one in a while and then the week after that we will be discussing people we meet on vacation by Emily we Henry. are so excited you know we love Emily. Emily um so yeah go ahead get started on that book we'll talk to you next time and as always let's get lit <laughs>